This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Hey everyone, welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview inspiring people from all walks of life so we can hear about their challenges, their journeys, and a little bit all the learnings that they collected along the way. Today we have two remarkable guests for you, Kat Agostino and Jay Richards. They are the founders of Imogen Insights, a platform that allows brands slash clients to gain qualitative and quantitative insight from global Gen Z community. They're collecting feedback, ideas and insights and giving brands that data back in that they need to succeed. Kat has been a supporter and promoter of talent throughout her career. Um, her motto, which I particularly love, is your, your own success will come if you help others along the way. And she believes wholeheartedly in the potential of young people and strives to support them on the path to finding the confidence and success. She was listed an APA Woman of Tomorrow finalist in 2018. It is a contributing member to the Conscious Advertising Network, was finalist in AW Europe's Future, as female awards in 2021 and in that same year i think 2021 was big for you kat <laughs> she also was the she has no limits community maker awards and shortlisted for ad tech personality of the year jay on the other hand is the fifth or six children from migrant parents he comes from a rebellious start while at school and he's now the founder of imogen insights as Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and media tells future leader finalist of 2020. He credits his business studies teacher at school for guiding his sense of entrepreneurship in the right direction and at the right time and now aims to do exactly the same for Gen Z. So thank you so much both for being with us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I'm sure with that introduction, our listeners will be gagging to hear more about you to kind of a little bit about your journeys and I guess how you guys ended up um, sort of coming to found Imogen Insights. So Kat, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having us. So I think from, from a really early age, I wanted to help young people. And I think that's maybe because my parents were teachers. Uh, maybe that was just where I grew up. I'm from Southeast London. And, you know, back in those days, because sadly, I'm not Gen Z, you know, I, I grew up in not well, it was it was a deprived area, I guess, at the time. So I think I saw quite a lot from an early age and that just sparked something in me, which was always wanting to create something, create a business whereby we could help young people. And, you know, that wasn't my background. My background was actually I ended up working in media agencies and did that for years and years and years um, and then set up a consultancy and I set up Dawn Network with, um, with my co-founders. But then it was really searching for something more and searching for someone that had the same values as me and wanted to do something really similar so that's kind of where yeah then, then I met Jay. Yeah and then on my side I love Kat's intro by the way it was hilarious she had so many awards like what is actually going on like she's just like she's awarded this and she's awarded that. So for me I'm basically just a salesman by trade. Started off selling houses then moved to uh, selling uh, security alarms in Halsden 
um, and then started selling insurance. So I've just always been in sales. So I'm actually just really from a sales and innovation background, Kat's the one of all the marketing and media expertise. So off the back of doing all of that, I was, while I was working at those different firms, I was starting up my own small businesses. So whether it was like medical promotion companies, or um, I tried to sell this random guy's house. And I told him, you know what, I'll sell it for you for, um, for 90 grand. And then you only want 80 grand. So I'll keep the 10 grand difference and then never sold the house. And it was like a whole situation. So I've always started a whole bunch of like businesses that never really got anywhere. Um, a couple that did all right, a couple that sold, but that really just kind of never really found the fit. And then I started a startup incubator while I was working at a consultant as a consultant in the city. Um, and this startup incubator was just taking money, um, my own personal money and investing in young people's businesses. And then while I was doing that, I was asked to speak at Facebook. So when I spoke at Facebook about entrepreneurship and being a black person in entrepreneurship and um, took 20 young people with me, they came to basically ate, they were that locusts, just ate all the snacks at Facebook. And then um, while I was there, the NFL were there, and the head of retail, a lovely lady called Sarah, came up to me afterwards. She's like, hey, I heard you've got this network of young people. Is there any chance they could help us to create a marketing campaign? And I was kind of just like, I have no idea about this space. But yeah, of course, why not? Um, so that's when Kat and I uh, came across each other on LinkedIn. Uh, we connected. I sold Cat on the Vision, Cat sold me on the Vision, and it was kind of like, cool, let, let's let's see what we can do. Uh, landed the NFL as our first client and kind of just like started off like a super rudimentary MVP and then just went from there. And then now, obviously, Imagine Insights has grown into clients with APV, uh, Amazon, APV, Amazon Prime Video, Red Bull, PepsiCo, and so on and so on. So yeah, so it's been, it's been absolutely madness. Wow. I just think we should pause there, you two. I mean, are you still okay? Is there any any energy left in there? And I I taught in um, really difficult schools for 20 years as uh, deputy head of London schools in South London. So <laughs> I know the kind of kids that you're helping. And I just want to say well done to both of you because they so they've got so much talent, in my opinion, I see so much talent, energy, and want as well to change things for them. And just having a few people that are supporting them and leading the way is just so needed. So well done, you guys. It's brilliant. And I do now end up coaching teens that I used to teach. <laughs> They've all come back. <laughs> you can't get away. <laughs> I know, but it, it's amazing. So can you just kind of tell me, both of you, what you've learned on this journey that could help others, inspire others to, you know, do something that could be more, you know, thinking about others as well as making a living? Yeah, I mean, I think so. You, you read out my motto very kindly at the start, and and it is something that I really believe in. And I think whether that's you know whatever people you're helping, but in our case, especially young people, it's you know if you've got a desire to want to help young people, just have a think about what it is that you can bring. And I don't think you have to overthink these things. I think you know if you want to do something, you want to make a change, just go and do it and try. You know, we came up with this idea and we created this business. And of course, we didn't know that it was going to be as successful as it is two years down the line. But we, if we hadn't tried and we hadn't put all of our, our effort into doing that, then maybe we wouldn't be where, you know, we wouldn't be where we are now. So I think I would just encourage people to, if there's, if there's a passion that you have within you, then just go out and try it in some form that could be, you know, going to just give your, give your time, be a mentor, help somebody write a CV, talk to somebody, just give them a chance to express their opinions. It could, there's so many things that, that other people can do if there is that desire to want to do it. 
uh, just to give people an overview about what we do, because I know a lot of people are just like, what the hell? Like, who are these people? <laughs> and so in, in a nutshell, we enable brands like Amazon Prime Video, PepsiCo, Sky, Gymshark, so on and so on. We enable them to crowdsource qualitative or quantitative insight from our communities. We have a community of over 18,000 Gen Z, uh, 111 countries, 60% female, 35% black, 25% Asian, 20% from a low-income background, 20% from the LGBT community, and 10% registered disabled. So we are... When we say we're diverse, we actually truly are. Um, and the main reason why these brands come to us is because we can crowdsource insight within 72 hours. So I think for us, the reason why we started this is obviously was to put a lot more money into Gen Z's pockets and to help them to, to make money. But also there was a there was a massive, um, there was a chasm between Gen Z and brands. And brands were just, they were just gagging to get insight from this demographic. And this demographic wanted to add value to the brands, but nobody was marrying that together. And I think for us, it was just using technology. We're not a consultancy. We're really not an agency. We're a platform. It's using technology to, to, to bridge that gap and enabling those people to do that. So I think it's the Cat really, really loves young people. I love young people, but Cat makes me look like I don't. Like Cat really, really loves young people. Um, and I think the and I think the the great thing is is that we've been able to take Cat's passion for young people, um, and my passion with the other stuff that I like to do is to marry those things together and just really just add value both to the brands and and to the young people all at the same time. So your passion, Jay, then is what then? Yours is to make an impact or what's this foster why? <laughs> so the thing is, I think the, and a lot of time when people, when people are like, oh, our mission is, people will be like, oh yeah, cool, that way, but they're not really listening. And I think the, for us, our mission is to help Gen Z to shape their future. And we know the best way for them to do that is with brands because brands are shaping countries and culture like Boris Johnson and his jolly lot only wish they could do. So for us, <laughs> it's the, the entire ethos behind what we're doing is, is to enable these young people to add value to these brands. Um, and I think personally, my passion is, is I think that can be done at scale, that can be done well, and everybody can make money. I believe that the Gen Z can be paid very well. I believe that the brands can not be ripped off for what they're being charged for. And I believe that we can we can grow an extremely lucrative, profitable business by doing all, this, all three of those things well. And I think the problem historically with capitalism is that people get nervous when it's when it's oh if you're doing this you have to be a social enterprise if you're not a social enterprise you're a money hug and like money grabbing person and we've proved that you can pay people very well as in our community and also deliver great value and also have a have a great business mm. i understood and what i'm loving hearing is kind of like finding that way of merging both worlds because clearly like you know i could totally hear you know, your passion and your drive when you were talking about like, you know, kids and teenagers, cat, And I'm definitely hearing your passion about giving voices and ensuring that fair and in a way more equitable. And by the way, you were talking about like, you know, the breakdown of the people that you've got in your community. And I think you guys also won the diversity award company of the year or something like that uh, last year. That's one of the things it really drove me to you guys because you could see that is all about giving that voice. It is all about sharing that space that I think Uriah was saying, Jay, people are somewhat afraid to give a voice. And I think me not being one of those Gen sets, sadly, anymore. <laughs> and there is a certain fear I hear for older generations about what the next generation has to say and what they and how they're planning on doing it and as always when things come from fear there is something there is a trick that is going to be missed and I think 
what you guys are doing in allowing them and enabling them to express their, their thoughts, their feelings, and do it in a, you know, in a safe manner, in a contained manner, but in a manner that is also helpful for everybody else. Because I think you were right, brands need to hear that. But at the end of the world, let's face it, I'm coming from the world of, you know, entertainment and marketing as well. What brands put out there affects the whole society, affects the whole culture. And if we're seeing Coca-Cola or Amazon Prime or Sky being more the base, more inclusive, paying attention to whatever teenagers or Gen Z have to say, that in turn is going to impact and is going to be reflected in the day-to-day world. And I think that's what I'm loving hearing about what you guys can bring and are bringing in this world. (laughs) That's such a great summary as well. And I think it's also, so, you know, we've got these amazing diversity metrics from our incredible community, but it's about diversity in thought as well. And that's why it's important to encourage lots and lots of different people from many, many different backgrounds all over the world to join the community and to take part, because it's really about how you think differently and you are going to think differently pending your background and your circumstance. And that's what we're trying to really encourage. Mm, what an important message for the for the teens as well, so they are being listened to. And I realise with my children, I've got three teenagers, that they are so much forward thinking than us on diversity. I mean, it is incredible. I mean, my husband and I think we're diverse and they pick us up on stuff. So it just shows, you know, how much these brands do need to listen to them. Otherwise, they're going to completely reject yeah. their brands. Yeah. And the, the, the thing is, one thing that, that Kat and I always always talk about is the concept of historically with brands, what we're told is that entertainment brands or, or um, fashion brands, or whatever it may be, they're constantly told the entire teams is focused on the next quarter. Nobody really thinks beyond a quarter and at most it's probably two quarters. And I think the big challenge that most brands are going to face over the next 10 to 20 years is that their brands are interchangeable to all demographics, not just Gen Z. Gen Z look at brands and they just see brands. They don't really, there's no brand affinity because every brand that predominantly looks the same. And I think the the big thing that brands need to be doing now is starting to think long-term, one year, three years, five years, 10 years, so they can how they can win brand love with this demographic. And then the next 10 to 15 years, Gen Z are buying whatever that product is. They're watching shows on that certain um, platform simply for the fact that that platform has won them over and they love them. And then their children will be, and then their grandchildren will be. And it's looking from a, from a longevity perspective and not just looking from quarter to quarter. And I think our clients are the best because Prime Video, Sky, all of these clients, they look, they're looking at things from a longevity perspective. They're going, hey, in the long term, we wanna, we wanna win in the long term. We're not just thinking quarter to quarter. And I think it's this is the reason why we only get the brands that care about. Them. If I'm being honest, brands that don't work with us a lot of the time, it's even the fact they're thinking quarter to quarter. They're trying to get that promotion next month. They're not trying to think actually, you know, a long term, what's good for my brand? And also what's good for the culture. I think those, yeah, they, those people who are running those massive businesses. The ones that you're mentioning, I listened to Stephen Bartlett, CEO, Diary of a CEO, who I love. And, you know, he's all, when you interview, you hear these people do really care about culture, the ones that you're talking about. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing I picked up on, which I think is a really good point, is authenticity. Uh, I always say that word wrong, authenticity. Thank you. That's, it's the Spanishness in me. I can't pronounce that. 
But I think it's really important. And, you know, that's something that I know both Flair and I are very passionate about is one of our core values of our business is being authentic and ensuring that our boys come as they should, not to flex and adapt to the extreme that we lose ourselves in that way. And I love the fact, you know, hearing that that is something that Gen Z is being embracing and feeling passionate about and understanding a that they do have one that is a very valid one and finding an outlet to do that but i'm curious to hear more i guess obviously from your perspective like why that passion in giving them that voice why did you feel so passionately that what they had to say needed to be heard yeah, I, th- I think it's, I mean, it's it's fairly simple, really. It's it's why shouldn't they be heard? You know, it's it's kind of flipping it on its head because if, you know, Gen Z, be wh- whatever your background, whatever your circumstances, why shouldn't you have that opportunity to share your opinion? And, you know, you, you should have that outlet. You should, but there is, there, there aren't enough outlets to do that. So if we can create even a small pocket, obviously it's huge now. We've got, um, you know, thousands of 18,000 young people in our community in 111 countries. But uh, even if it was a small outlet, they deserve to have that chance. And that's really as simple as it is for me. Yeah. And it's just good for their bottom line. Yeah. It's a business. <laughs> and it's, it's also good for yeah, their bottom line. <laughs> It's just, so you're going to make more money if you listen to simply put if you just listen to one demographic if you just listen to middle class white people that live in a certain area you're just going to be only selling to that demographic but if you, if you listen to a whole different an eclectic mix of viewpoints that's the one i wanted an eclectic mix of viewpoints it's friday guys and if you listen to an eclectic mix of viewpoints you then get the insights that you need and those insights instantly affect what you're doing tomorrow the next five years and then they will straight away affect the bottom line. So if brands want to make more money, just engage more people. It's, sim- it's, 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 it's as simple as that. For the young people, it's also a chance for them to make money, right? So, you know, we're set- not only is this giving them a chance to have their voice, they're also making money from it. And what we actively encourage is that they use that experience on their CV or their portfolio or their, you know, social LinkedIn profile, whatever it might be, to open up doors and to open up conversations to future employment. So we say to our young people, if you have completed a brief, whether that's one brief, 10 briefs, you you say, I have, I have acted as a consultant, I've been a consultant on behalf of Amazon Prime Video, Sky, all of these brands, then going into an employer or a job interview or any situation like that, you've instantly got experience to talk about. So there's obviously from a brand perspective, there is so much value to gain from engaging with the community, but also as a young person, there's so much more that can be done, not just the, you know, gaining experience and getting money, but kind of opening up doors for your future. Mm. What I'm hearing is you're really giving them that sense of value. You're kind of believing in them, aren't you? So that value that they're getting from that isn't just monetary, it is that self-esteem, which is essential for them, you know. And the, the teens I work with, they have to go and put stuff on their CV now to get into university. And they're all saying, oh my gosh, I haven't got this, I haven't got that. And I'm already sitting here thinking, I'm linking them up to your site yeah. and getting them to start <laughs> sharing their views. And they've got lots of views, so that's good. <laughs> We welcome them. We welcome yeah. them. <laughs> so what resources have you found that have helped you guys along the way? 
there's, I mean, we're both actually avid readers, so we read a lot of books. And Jay will say this all the time, but it's consistency. Like we do things consistently to see what works and to kind of build build what we're building. But also we're very lucky to have amazing, we've got the most incredible team. And the fact that we've been able to build a business culture first, we've been able to hire in people that are very much aligned to the same values, albeit very different people. We've got an amazing supportive team. And then we've also got huge support networks outside of work. So I'm like, a, I've got a very, very tight-knit group of friends who I grew up in South London with and like, they still all live around the corner um, and so we've got you know very close networks that we can rely on for support and Jay and I are you know you, you would have guessed it now we're very different people but we're also super close and that's why the business works the way that it does. I, I, I appreciate you said that we're super close I like that. I think I think the great thing is, is that Kat and I are, are which she was alluding to a second how, how different we are and I think it's like because we another day we were sat at Shortish House and we were just talking about <laughs> how different we were. And I just, and she was just like, yeah, we're talking, talking. And I was like, you're just, Kat is very, I described it as particular. The cat is very, very particular. And I'm just not. But if we were both very, very particular, nothing would ever get done. And if we, if we were both erratic, like, well, not erratic, but if we were both as wild as I am at times, um, <laughs> nothing would get done. So we need, is, I'm, I'm grateful that we had that balance and that definitely, it, it comes through in the, in the team as well. And I think the, the close close knit group of friends. I'm exactly the same. Can I both love uh, hanging out with people outside of work and even with our team hours. Our team only work ten to four. And Kat is a big, literally, this is all from Kat as well. The, we don't message in the team chat till 9.45 a.m. After 4 p.m., only reason we're ever going to reach out is if something's like just genuinely on fire. So it's just having these kind of like cultures internally just frees everybody up to actually have lives outside of work. But then also it just means for Kat and I, we can grow an amazing business and not burn ourselves or burn everybody else out. It doesn't mean that we're not shattered sometimes. Sometimes we're just, like the other week, we were trying to book flights on a Saturday. And like, by the end of the day, I know Kat and I, would, like our partners are just thinking, like, what are you doing? Like, leave each other alone. Like, I will bring Kat and her daughter and be like, Kat, is that Jay? I'm like, yes, it's Jay. But I definitely think there's a, um, yeah, there's just journeys just mad. I love it. Yeah, mm. I love the fact that you're getting that harmony as well by, between work, play and relationships. Because I think that's an important message for our audience. If you don't get that balance, not I don't think it's balance, I think harmony. If you, don't, if you don't get that harmony, it is impossible to keep going and not burn out your own flame, isn't it, eventually? Yeah. And the other thing I've picked up is the, is the boundaries. Because I think, like, you know, what you, it is leading by example, because that rule of we only work 10 to 4 and no messages wouldn't work if you guys were the first one texting, emailing and calling out of hours. So, and I think that's something that particularly with business gets missed a lot of the time because we are in our own bubble, aren't we? And I'm guilty. I put my hand up most of the time. I just email people at nine o'clock at night because that's when I've put my kids to bed. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to fire this away without realizing that actually the receiver at nine o'clock might think, oh God, she's expecting a response now. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. One thing Kat's very good at, and I still need to learn how you do this, by the way, is she schedules emails for the next day. Like, so she'll do it all the night before. And I think it's the, it's things like, obviously the thing, my son's 14. So like the, like, he does like he's on autopilot you know what i mean and he barely even talks anyway so he just does do you know what i mean i i haven't i haven't got young children so i have the privilege of not uh, you know what i mean i have I, I don't have to deal with that 
like the oh the children have to go to bed. Da, da, da. So it's, it's easy. To, I'm I'm coming from a place of privilege saying this, but one of the things that's always impressed me about um, around Kat and, um, and with her daughter and her family, she's very much cool. Work is done, and sometimes I'll message you like Jay. I'm chilling with I'm chilling with baby girl. I'm at the park. I message you. I message you after, and I'm like amazing, perfect. And I think it's because we're both like that with each other it stays healthy. And then the team see that because the team know, okay, these are the carved out times and so on and so on. I think it's, it's like you were saying a second ago, Fleur, it's harmony and it's not so much, these are strict rules, but it's harmony. Certain days, if we've got client work and it's due, I love that 10 to four hours, but this client work is due. So today we're all going to work a little bit over. And I think it's understanding that. Mm. And you can do that now and again, can't you? It's when you're trying to do that all the time, which is why you need those boundaries, let's say. So guys, what's next for Gen Z and your business? Where's it going? <laughs> we're going to um, we're going to continue to grow the community in the remaining countries that we haven't yet got into, which there are not many. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's huge for us, and and being yeah, truly being global. Jay and I have got the absolute pleasure of being at South by Southwest this year so that's going to be a huge huge thing for us to be able to talk to obviously different markets in person and obviously we want to build our you know the brands that we work with as well and that's hugely important and then that will allow our team to grow not too big but will allow our team to grow even further yeah and then it's going into other verticals to be honest we want to we're going to nail Gen Z will be the biggest Gen Z insights platform in the world and then we're going to move to boomers and then we're going to move to gen x and then we're going to move to millennials and then we're going to move to alpha so what is the one question you wish we had asked you that we haven't um yeah that's a good point um da, 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 da. i think i think for me it would be what one person am i learning from at the moment so like one one person in my world am i like currently downloading from i think that would be the question i would ask Go for it, then, Jay. Answer it, yeah. I shot myself on the foot there, didn't I? Um, Who am I learning from at the moment? So I'm currently reading, and it just tells you. So I bought Will Smith's uh, autobiography. Autobiography, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, it's a really like it's a phenomenal book. Like it's unbelievable book. And I've I didn't I kind of bought it just because I wanted to support him. I was like, oh, he's like he's he's a black actor. I want to support him. And then I bought it, and I started reading it, and I was like, what the hell? Like it's I've laughed out loud. I've cried. Like, literally, it's such a good book. I, normally, it takes me about three months to read a book. I've read it in, like, three weeks. So it's just, yeah, loving it so much. So Will Smith. Yeah, love Will Smith. And what about you, Kat? What's the question we wished you wished we'd asked you? Maybe something around our either our work ethic or like how we how we you know how our day looks or something around I mean yeah who, who inspires you which is I guess similar to to what Jay's was but that's more about learning so yeah what about how is your day yeah I'd be interested in that how does yeah. your day look it, do you know what it's so varied and that can be literally anything from like meeting so I can meet with our existing brands. I'll meet with the team. I could meet with, you know, education providers. I could meet with a youth organisation. And then Jay and I could be sitting there and doing our management accounts, which is not fun, but (laughs) spend like three hours doing that. So it really is completely very but I love that and I love the fact we never know what's going to happen next and I think everyone in the team is very much brought into that same way of working is that yes you have your role and a bit of structure but you're still going to get challenged by different things every day Mm. that flexibility and who are you inspired by currently 
uh, well, always inspired by my mum, just because she's kind of the well where I got my inspiration to help young people, and it's sort of stayed with me f- forever. And I think you know, yeah, it's it's absolutely her everything about her, to be honest. Amazing. Oh, that's very nice. So, guys, can you sum up in one sentence? I know Jay, this is going to be a challenge for you. In one sentence, <laughs> how can you? <laughs> how have you made your life better? Uh, so, my life has been made better by helping others. Man, that was a good one. I hate you. Um, <laughs> my life has been made better by sleep. Honestly, getting getting good sleep is like a life hack. I didn't realize how good it was. Starting going to bed at nine o'clock, waking up at six, life changing. Like people think I'm boring as hell, but as soon as at the parties, I'm like, peace. It's nine o'clock. I'm out, and I go to bed. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it's five a.m. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that happening in Austin, Texas. Uh, yeah <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> but it's it's a really good one thank you guys it's it's been a very lovely conversation as always your energy is absolutely infectious so please 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 continue to you know spread that in the world i know that people would be curious to hear more find out more about the work that you guys do so we'll definitely put all those links in the episode notes but thank you thank you so much for being with us today good luck i hope the talk goes well in austin send them (laughs) our love (laughs) thank you so much for having us we've loved it Thank you. And thank you to everybody listening to us. We hope it's been another insightful and wonderful conversation. If you think that this has, you know, inspired you or touched you, feel free to share, share the love, share this episode or any others that you think would benefit uh, to those you love. And please tune in. We're here every week. So please come back, leave us a review, share the love, and we'll endeavor to carry on being with you. So have a lovely week. Have a lovely weekend whenever you're listening and see you next time. (laughs) 